Today's guest is really interesting. Now, listen up. He, I, You just have to listen to how much this guy works. He's an assistant program director in Tampa Bay. He's a program director in Fort Myers, Florida. He does afternoons. But listen, uh, he has a significant history doing mornings and sports. And he hosts a really amazing podcast focused on celebrity. We're going to talk about that for a minute, too. This sounds like exactly the kind of person that we really love to talk to on our podcast. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. Our number one goal is to always be encouraging to radio pros at all levels. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, listen, you already know that we drop a fresh weekly episode featuring a radio pro working right now in radio, usually in the United States or Canada. We do this each Sunday. As we say on our regular weekly event, to enjoy our podcast, you only need to be interested in others, open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead, and ways to make your radio career more profitable and successful. Remember. You're managing your career, not the company that you work for. We are also the home of a special quarterly radio sales event. It's exclusive to radio. It's free for you. And this event is designed, uh, surprise, surprise, to help local sellers get more sales out of each coming quarter. This is the advertising business. So what could be better than having the encouragers rally your sellers to grow more revenue? Our next quarterly sales event is July 13th. Can you believe it? And this one we're calling Telling Radio's 21st Century Story. One of my favorite things is to say, stop telling the 20th Century Radio story. There is a story right now, and it's incredible. It's about leadership. It's about audio. It's about creativity. There will be on-the-ground guest, expert guest, on the July 13th event. Share this with your sales manager and your sellers. Invite them to join us. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, or what we call ourselves, RPC. Our practice is an actual multiplier, helping local radio generate higher ratings and higher revenue. That's right. That means we work helping our clients secure more revenue. Also, ideas are the new technology. Where do your ideas come from? Reach out anytime, see how we can create opportunity revenue for our clients. We love helping you. Schedule a meetup by email. It's so easy. First consultation is free, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We're just a moment away from welcoming Jeff Zitto. Now, he is the APD afternoon host at WPBB Tampa. He's the PD of WRXK in Fort Myers, and he's the host of Celebrity Jobber podcast. Now, a big thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which is made available just minutes after we do the live recording. We don't do anything to it. We just, there it is, and it's for you. And uh, also, uh, you know, look, we want to thank Joe Kelly for producing our podcast and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. By the way, while we're here for our podcast event, please know that we have 100 plus interview based episodes that are ready already for you to listen to in our archive. Some people come to us through social media. That's why we say this. So listen, we also have over 750 articles of encouragement at RainmakerPathway.com for you, and we don't hide anything on our site. So you literally can find encouragement for morning shows, sales managers, on-air talent of all kinds, salespeople, market managers, and even local radio station owners. We believe in the power of local radio today, right now, and the importance of sharing 21st century radio's story with the advertisers community and, of course, uh, thought leaders today. See what you can get for free anytime by joining up with our free radio blog at RainmakerPathway.com, including our Encouraging Sales Success Series and our More Than Live and Local Series. And now, let's see what we can get from this week's guest. I'm really excited about this. Jeff, 
Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Lloyd, and uh, and thanks for uh, for having me on today. I appreciate it. Listen, you've got such a great podcast, and I don't want to get into that just yet. We are going to talk about your podcast, but one of the first things I said to you today is, man, I'm so intimidated to have you as a guest because you're so good on the podcast. So I, I want to start at the beginning. So first, where are you actually from? Uh, originally from uh, Warren, New Jersey, um, which is outside of Plainfield, and that would be about 20 miles from New York City, Plainfield, New Jersey, famous for um, George Clinton and uh, quote unquote P-Funk. That's what they called Plainfield. So uh, I'm that from that part of the country. And uh, I but I've been in Florida uh, since I was about 14 years old. So, you know, since about 1989, my dad moved us down to Florida. So I've been a Floridian since then. And and um, and I, I kind of think I'm a Floridian at, at heart now. So a couple of things. One, if you left at 14, it was too early for you to be sneaking into New York City and stuff, right? Or no? No, it wasn't because I'll tell you why. When I, you know, I would go back on the summers and I would visit some of my friends. So by the time I was 15 and 16, here we are, me and Mark Palini and uh, my buddies uh, taking the train into the city and going into the village and maybe doing some stuff that we shouldn't have been doing. But we did because that's that's what happens when you're 15 or 16 years old. So so, yeah, I I did uh, get a little bit of that in the summertime when I'd go back home. That has to be really cool. And we're going to talk about Florida here in a minute, too. But I want to ask about your parents. Were they in the radio business or what did they do for work? Uh, my father is an architect. Actually, he's, he's I say he still is, even though he's 87 years old. He hasn't oh. lost his his um, he hasn't lost his mind. He's still as sharp as ever. And uh, he's done some great work uh, in his uh, career. He designed homes for you know, Whitney Houston and um, uh, a lot a lot of famous people that, you know, have escaped me uh, right now. I know Jeff Torborg, former uh, uh, player and manager in, in Major League Baseball and Frankie Valli. And my dad's done some really, really big work in his career. But uh, he wanted me and my brother to go into the family business. And um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And the family business was architecture. It was. Yeah, he was. A, he had his own firm. Uh, Zito Partnerships in, uh, you know, in New Jersey, Zito Partnership. And uh, and that was, you know, a business that he built. And um, me and my brother, we we just didn't have the passion. My brother went into the golf business and uh, that's where I started up and then, you know, moved into the radio business. So he had no broadcasting background whatsoever. Well, but here's the thing. Uh, Was he singing from the choir when you started down the broadcast lane or did he go whoa 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 yeah and i think he up until recently he was saying yeah. whoa 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 um, i see i see i i think he he thought maybe this was a job that um you know wasn't a serious profession and maybe i wasn't going to be um the next howard stern or the next Bob Costa. So why, you know, why do it? It was not until recently that um, he has, um, you know, seen that I've been, you know, somewhat successful uh, in in the business and is, is, you know, been okay with it, appreciated it. Well, and look, I'm sure that you know that an architect that's that's you know i'm gonna use i'm gonna use my radio language here that's pretty bona fide yeah. i mean architects are really smart i bet you and your brother are pretty wicked smart too uh, i think we're street smart growing up in new jersey you have to kind of know when somebody's uh trying to pull mm. a fast one on you um, yeah books were never our strengths me and my brother uh we're but we're we're you know just smart enough to be able to have a conversation with with uh with people uh but yeah. uh but but yeah we're we're more on the street level of of smarts okay so this takes us to a tenuous tie to what we're kind of talking about a little bit before we transition fully into radio one of the areas that we like to talk about is education and of course you know that education takes a lot of different forms it's not just what you learn in school but you attended Ferris State University 
in Manatee Community College, what was your goal in college? Because it wasn't architecture. No, it wasn't. No, I was losing. You know, I didn't know. And and I tell my son today or a lot of young people, you know, when you're asked at 18 years old, what are you going to major in? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? That's really not fair. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So, That's right. you know, we were golfers, you know, um, we we were from a golfing family. My brother is actually a, a professional and, uh, you know, he works in now food and beverage, to, you know, at a really nice country club in Tampa. And He's kind of went into that direction. I wanted to be just like my brother. So I started going into that direction myself at Ferris State. They had a pro golf management major, if you can believe. Um, so so you would basically get a lot of your PGA school uh, stuff out of the way during college. It would be somewhat of a business degree when you were done. And um, that's what my initial path was, I thought. Yeah. So, you know, I got to ask you and your brother, you get to play a lot of free golf. No, you know what? Yeah, we do. Uh, we, we definitely like care. Yeah, we get we get to play a lot of free golf and, on a lot of nice places. Uh, but, you know, when you've done something um, like that for your whole life, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, playing golf is not really the number one thing that you want to do anymore. You know, it's like so you it's and like, your brother still tight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, We're still tight. He awesome. lives up here in Tampa and uh, Newport Ritchie and uh, my my parents are in uh, Sarasota. So we're we're all pretty close to each other. Oh, that's nice. OK, so now we do the radio switch up. Can you okay. tell us about your first experience with radio as a listener, maybe as a kid? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Howard Stern. Um, I mean, that was wow. the guy. Um, my brother in law, Pat, who I consider. Uh, just as much uh, of a brother as my real brother, Glenn. He was with my sister um, since he was uh, since I was about six or seven years old. So, I, you know, I consider him a brother just uh, like my my real brother, Glenn. But he would um, he was a fan of Stern. He knew I was a fan of Stern. He gave me the book Private Parts for my birthday or Christmas. I've got the Ooh. the CD box set crucified by the FCC um yeah big big huge howard stern fan growing up as as a kid up there well and i'm sure as a radio pro yourself you know one of the interesting things a lot of people think that something like a howard stern just happens <laughs> that didn't just happen he did that stuff the hard way and and you know there's this great video of him doing a staff meeting it's on youtube you know uh I guess for a while, the Stern people would take it down every time somebody would put it up. But their fans are so rabid, he put it right back up. But it's a staff meeting. And it shows you internally how much work that he was willing to do as late as 2013. I'm sure it's not changed, right? You know, that guy, he's not the king of all media just because that guy, not every, you know, when you hear people like, I want to be the next Howard Stern, there's one Howard Stern. There will always right. be one Howard Stern. And it's not that easy as you and I both know how difficult That's that right. kind of thing is. It's just, it doesn't happen. And, and a real conversation with yourself in the mirror. And there's a lot of different avenues that you could take in, in radio to become successful, but if that's your goal, I, I would have a good hard look in the mirror and try to figure out maybe something more realistic. Could it happen? Sure, it could, but it's not going to be Howard Stern. There's only one of him. That's right. You have to be you. So listen, you got this Howard Stern uh, thing right up front. That was a first experience, so to speak. Did you know early that you wanted to be on radio? No, not at all. I had someone that inspired me in, and, and you know what, Lloyd, being inspired, you know, and I use this word a lot because you, you did, uh, mm -hmm. be, be, before we had this, um, conversation, you inspired me. You, you like, you, we were having oh, a deep cool. conversation about the business and I was just could really appreciate your, your excitement and your enthusiasm. So I, I think being inspired is, you know, something that, um, you know, guys like us are, are, are looking for. And, um, and I've been inspired, uh, in this business, um, a lot. And it was outside of the business in college where I had a, uh, pop culture class and the professor's name was Del Jacobs. 
And if you watch the movie Waiting, it was a kid in my class that um, he actually wrote the movie. And um, Del Jacobs was one of his mentors and he thanks him in the credits. And that's the movie with Ryan Reynolds, all about working at a at a, uh, a, a you know, a Bennigan's kind of a, a restaurant. And this guy was yeah. in my class. And yeah. um, and, and this guy, Del Jacobs, he inspired this guy. And what he did to me was was similar. I needed an internship in a media. I went to the news station. They didn't have anything for me. Uh, then they gave me a, he gave me a number to a radio station. They said they didn't have anything for me. Then I found out my best friend got an internship there. And I called him back the next day. I said, hey, you, I called you yesterday. You said he didn't have an internship available, but you just uh, gave my best friend from my same class an internship yesterday. I said, well, yeah, but we don't have any more available. I said, well, I, I'm more interested than that guy. I think you, you need to give me one, too. So I talked my way into uh, getting an internship at WYNF in Sarasota, Florida, back in you know 1994. That was the beginning of that. Nice. So, like, you pretty quickly found yourself at a rock station. Was that a favorite format of yours right away? Yeah. 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 I I love rock. Uh, That's that's what I've listened to. And it was that was the station that I listened to in town. Uh, So I think it was just kind of a, you know, and some of the guys were jealous of me, too, because there was younger guys on the air that were on the oldie station or, you know, wherever they needed them. Uh, but for yeah. I was lucky. Susan Gates was my first program director. Somebody didn't show up, gave me midnight to 6 a.m. one day. And I was uh, doing rock ever since. Boom. You were off and running. Listen, here's what's fascinating about you uh, and everybody's journey in the radio business. And I'm sure in other businesses, too. Right. Everybody's journey is a little bit different. It's kind of like that. You can't be Howard Stern. You have to be you thing in that involves time and and what your talents and gifts are it didn't take you too long to start handling music who first made you a music director yeah it was john roz who was the program director over at um, wjbx great station 99x in fort myers it was an alternative station uh at the time where all the, the word alternative was a different meaning than than what it is today um mm. And I was just I think he identified that I was passionate about music. Um, I didn't realize that a music director is pretty much a a secretary for the program director, you know, where, you know, you're separating the music, uh, the good stuff from the bad stuff or the stuff that has a chance to the stuff that doesn't have a chance. Talking to the record reps, I, I didn't know exactly what the quote unquote music director title was. Um, but he knew I was enthusiastic about it and, um, grateful that, uh, that he gave me the, uh, the position and that, that started my, you know, journey into programming. Okay. So look, we've already identified two times, two times, not one, two times that being enthusiastic and passionate got you a role first, that internship no, no, I want this and I deserve this and you should give this to me. Right. And you sold it. And the second time getting that music director position, look, you also did mornings during this time with Zito and Garrett on WJBX. Now, look, you ended up doing talk on WRXK, right? Yeah. Can you tell us about your time doing mornings? And then how easy or difficult that transition to talk might have been for you? Um, you know, in the in the beginning, when we we first started our morning show, it was formatted a lot different. You know, we would have more music, less bits and less interviews and less content. But um, over time, we, you know, kind of developed, you know, when you're working together as you know, on the air, as you know, uh, it kind of takes a minute. It's just kind of like a new team. You can't just put two great athletes on the field together and be like, okay, we're just going to just kick ass and win every game from here on. No, it, it takes a minute to, you know, kind of, yeah, you, you feel each other out and then you, you develop. So initially our morning show was music based, uh, maybe six to seven songs an hour. And then slowly, 
little by little, we started losing the music towards the very end of our uh, uh, reign on uh, WJBX. We were maybe down to about three songs an hour. So the transition to full talk was uh, not it. W- it was still something because you're you know, you know there's 12 minutes now that yeah. you need to come up with and you got to be engaging. You can't just like ah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, you, talk you, you it, can't right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so uh, so it was maybe you know a week that was maybe a little bit difficult for us, but uh, we we figured it out quickly. It wasn't too you bad. Know, it, it's really interesting because I remember back in the day, programmers maybe even like me. Okay, I can remember when it was popular to tell morning shows, no, you need a lot of music, you know, and then that just sort of departed for the really talented shows that just departed and it shifted to more talk. And then you saw the success of that. Listen, here's what's interesting about you. The sports thing shows up. You joined CBS and did sports radio a 90. 8.7 8.7 the fan part-time was that a huge adjustment or did you just find that you loved it immediately huge adjustment um and oh. yeah huge adjustment i you know so i'm i'm from the world of talk you know with you know at that time you know i probably had you know four or five years of talk radio under my belt so it's familiar with the format but sports was completely different the reason that i was out of a job and I was just kind of reaching out to everybody. You know, what do I do? Who, you know, uh, yeah. and I was just reaching out to anybody that would listen. Gabe Hobbs was, um, you know, a, a guy that I knew from iHeart or Clear Channel or JCore. I should go date myself way back. When One I, of those I, companies, I, right? <laughs> yeah, all of them. Uh, but yeah, initially it was JCore. Um, so we uh, had a brief interaction with him when I worked at WYNF and and just really respected this guy. I mean, he became a real big wig in um, in the talk format and with yeah. within iHeart. And I I just kind of randomly reached out to him. Hey, you don't remember me, Gabe? Uh, Jeff Zito. I you know had uh, worked with you a number of years ago. This is my story. And just you know, just kind of blind emailing anybody that would listen. This guy sends me an email back that was two pages long. He says, I would suggest getting into the sports talk format. They're moving over to the FM dial. Uh, Here's some agents you should talk to. Here's some PDs you could talk to. I mean, this guy. What a guy. What a guy. This guy met me one time, maybe two times, uh, 10 years, 15 years before this blind email that I sent him. He took the time to write me, give me advice and give me people to talk to some contacts. And um it was when I got a job being the program director of uh, Bubba 98.7 with Bubba the Love Sponge as the uh, morning show. I remember having a moment and reflecting and I, I gave Gabe an email and I said, Gabe, you don't remember me. I sent you an email back in 2013 and I just want you to know I was down on my luck. You took the time to email me back oh. and I want you to tell you I'm the program director of a radio station in Tampa Bay and Bubba the Love Sponge is is our morning show live in the, in the studio. And I, I just can't thank you enough for it. So that was, that, that guy's email meant a lot to me and still does, as you can, as you can tell. So this is one of those moments on our podcast, you know, this whole thing of being the encouragers, the radio rally podcast started during the pandemic and, and our thing is really to be encouraging. So I want you to listen to Jeff as he has just given us the tutorial. If you are out of work, If you are in a situation where you want something to change, what did Jeff do? He called or emailed everyone. He was looking for someone. And look, I'm sorry that it's this way. Most people will not do what Gabe did. So what? Your job now is to find Gabe, your Gabe, not his, but yours right now, because that guy or that lady either one they exist where there are people in our business who will reach out to you reach back out to you and give you a a a tip hand or whatever and take it okay but the big thing is go get them go get them go get them go get them it's not their job to find you okay so 2013 jeff 
you return to mornings. Do you love doing mornings? Uh, I loved doing mornings with my partner, Bob Garrett. Um, uh-huh. We had a, an incredible relationship. We had an incredible, uh, we share a brain, I used to say. Um, Chemistry. I, yeah, we had it. And he's just, he was such a smart guy. We we lost him back in 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was my, my half a brain or we shared, uh, he was not only a mentor, but he was just, um, you know, anything I didn't know about radio, he knew. And, um, I provided, uh, maybe the, um, uh, the courage and he provided the technical side and together we just made a, made a great team. So I, I love doing mornings with him when I was hired to do mornings at another company, they just wanted me for who I was at the other station and they wanted to make me different. They wanted me mm. to play music. They didn't want me to have the same type of sense of humor. They didn't want me to have the same kind of bits. They just kind of wanted who my name from the other station and make the morning show what they wanted to make the morning show, which I, I didn't really care for. And that's why I was I was only there for a year. It's uh, hard to hire somebody and then tell them we, we like your name. We want you to be somebody else. It's it. That's kind of, and, and yeah. I get it, you know, I understand, but my whole fight with them, if you will, from the beginning was, you know who I am, you know what I do. We're trying to right. change everything. Why did you hire me? Why did you not look for a guy that was ding, doing ding, ding. what you guys were wanting? Well, so. and the answer to that, of course, is branding. They felt like there was a brand that they wanted to grab and do what they wanted with it. I, I'm guessing. Okay. So now I'm really scratching my head because we had the little conversation about the sports thing before. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask what drove you to add an afternoon show on 1240 and 1270, the fan during 2014 and 2015. Now, now let me be specific. He's already doing mornings. He added afternoons. Were you doing mornings and afternoons live? Correct. Um, You're a crazy person. Yeah, it was it was a tough uh, few months for sure. But um, you know, so I, I probably didn't finish half of the the question that you asked me about sports uh-huh. radio. So when Gabe Hobbs kind of pointed me in the direction of getting into sports radio, and I, I got that that job with the fan. And, uh, you know, I was filling in for the fabulous sports babe for, uh, months mm. upon months. And then, you know, I just kept going weekends and during spring training, they would send me to, you know, so I, I just kind of stayed on staff, uh, with them and I really enjoyed sports. And I really thought that there was, you know, maybe a, a place for me in that world. So when I got that job at WXNX to, be the morning guy, but you know, the morning guy that they kind of wanted, I thought it would be a good idea to try to get into the sports station as well. I made a deal with them and uh, it could be maybe a little bit more of me and give the show that I thought I was better at doing uh, in the afternoon with the sports station, which was just a startup and, you know, they, they didn't care. They just needed the content. And, um, so uh, yeah, I got that gig because that was the, let's say that word again, Lloyd, I was inspired, had the passion to do the show that I wanted to do. And that's the reason that I, that I wanted to, plus, you know, it gave me a couple extra bucks. So that wasn't a bad thing at the time. I still say that that is crazy. I know what it's like to program and do mornings at the same time, but I've never done mornings and afternoons. That's kind of nutty. Um, listen, for people who don't know, uh, and I'm I'm not asking for feedback about this because I know this to be true. People don't understand how hard it is to break into Tampa Bay radio. That is not an easy task. There, it it is a very serious. Uh, situation, we'll call it that. So for us to spend this time with you is incredible, especially when you have some bumps in the road and and you show so much tenacity doing the talk and the sports and everything. Are you a workaholic, dude? Uh, I, I love doing this. Um, yes. It's just I love doing it. So when I'm not doing it, I'm at home, I'm working because... You know, if I just don't like what's on TV, I'll just, you know, 
get on the computer and I'll, there's just something always to be done. So workaholic, I don't think so. Cause I'm definitely more and more as I'm approaching my uh, late forties here, I'm definitely starting to ask those oh, retirement. Well, how long do I have? What am I, you know, am I ever going to retire? Like those questions keep, you know, right. coming up in my mind, but you know, I, I definitely like, um, uh, I love what I do, but I, I definitely, I don't consider myself a workaholic, but maybe, maybe I am. I don't know. Um, maybe you my just wife has some your... complaints. I just love it. Yeah. I just love it. No, wait, wait. You said your wife has some complaints or doesn't? No, no, she doesn't complain. She, she, oh. she, uh, so if she did though, then maybe I would consider having a, 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 you know, being a workaholic, but she, she hasn't complained. I think she likes it when I'm out of the house. Right. So <laughs> look, Here's the thing. I see that when you were doing mornings and afternoons, I mean, I saw that as uh, number one, it's a place where I could be myself. Hello. And number two, you're just living your life and, yeah. and excited and passionate about it. And that brings us to this. Do you have a mentor in this business? Somebody that you would go, that's the person for me. I don't, I, I don't know if I have enough time to, to mention all of them because uh, yeah. I have a lot of, by the of way, the coolest people that appear on the show, when I ask that question, they go, I don't know if I have enough time. They say yeah. something like that. Uh, well, give I, us like, I have time. It, I, I know each it, and every one of them. So, I mean, I, I have the time, but I'm just telling you, I've got, I've, there's not one person. There's, there's right. a million people. There's, there's Del Jacobs from my college that inspired me. There's, yeah. um, there's uh, Jeff Blazy from WYNF, who was the morning guy at the time and taught me about theater of the mind. There is oh. um, Joe Bell, who's a general manager of mine, who taught me that uh, this this, uh, you know, being on air, you weren't just a dumb jock. You were a professional. And uh, and this was well, Joe job. Bell is just an incredible human being. Incredible. One of the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else can I tell you? Buzz Knight is not mm -hmm. only a brilliant radio guy, but has become an incredible friend uh, over oh, the course nice. of the last few years. Justin Chase has done yep. so much for me uh, and, and has had my back. And nice. or Orlando Davis, my consigliere, uh, I go to him for any kind of problems that I have. I mean, uh, Ted Kamikaze, uh, the smartest man in radio uh, that wow. I've ever met. Um, Brad Beasley. Uh, you know, one of the VPs of Beasley uh, Media Group and uh, never micromanaged me and believed in me. And I mean, I could keep going. I think that was a good chunk of my mentors. Yeah. So, so look, what you have is kind of a you didn't say it this way, but you kind of got a board of directors there. You've got a bunch of people that can give you a lot of good advice and probably do. Right. You do. Lucky. Uh, you know, I do. Is there enough or is there a lot of people that have those kind of people in their lives or in their corner? I, I don't know. I feel like I'm lucky because mm. those are heavyweights in this yeah. business. And I feel like I am just um, just lucky to to call them friends and to have them in my life and to help me steer my ship in the right direction. Jeff, I'm going to say that you're causing that to happen, too. And I'm not asking you to comment on that because I know that's true just from this conversation. Listen, beginning in 2015, I see a new name pop up on your career path, program director. But Beasley, they got you in multiple places doing this work. It might be best for, for me to have you explain almost the last nine years with Beasley and and how do you do it all? Well, you have to, right, Lloyd? You know how this yeah, business has changed uh, dramatically yeah. over the last, you know, you could say it's changed over the last 10 years, but it's changed dramatically over 30. the last five years and maybe even just past yeah. COVID. It's changed even more so than that. So absolutely. You know, um, but uh, when I wanted to get out of that other job where they they didn't want me to do the show I wanted to do and uh, Beasley was going to hire me to do something else but then there was an opening as a program director and brad beasley mm. asked me are you you interested in being the program director of wrxk 96k rock and i said without hesitation 
Yes. I didn't know how to be the program director. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do selector, but I lied. Mm -hmm. And I said, I knew how to do everything. And I figured it out. (laughs) I just figured it out over, over the time. And I, I guess I didn't realize how much I did know about being a program director through just like osmosis of, of being around the right people for those years. So I kind of figured it out. So that's when I started, like you said, in 2016, it was a little bit of a rocky road, but we had, uh, and, and I know this was just a coincidence, but we, we went from very low numbers to very good numbers when I took over. Uh, and I know it wasn't because of my programming genius. It was, it was no, I had I, somebody on I, my side. It was probably not circumstantial, though. Um, I don't know. I think I got really lucky, but uh, I'll take, you know, you take the good with the bad, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, it it happened. And, you know, I just kind of worked my way up and um, I wanted to 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 go to the Tampa was my, you know, my dream. Uh, always, like you said, it's tough to break into oh. the market, the history, you know, the jocks, the oh battles. I wanted to be a yeah. part of it, you know, my whole life. I wanted to be a part of it and um, had an opportunity to be a part of it. Uh, I, I got up here and, you know, things weren't working out in Fort Myers and uh, with the, the new program director. Mm-hmm. So um, they asked me if I could do it. And I said, yes, I, you know, uh, they go, it's going to be a lot of work. And I said, yeah, I know. Well, we'll figure it out. And, you know. You just you got to roll with the punches and you got to do as much as you can and you've got to learn to trust people to help you. And um, but that that's that's where we're at these days. That's OK. Just- so listen, today you're the APD in Tampa. You do afternoons. Correct me if I get any of this wrong. And you're programming in Fort Myers. Correct. How do you do all that? I don't know. It's a good question. You know, you, time management, I guess you've uh, you figure out like when you're you don't have a lot of downtime right during the day. You don't right. have a lot of time to BS with your buddies or, you know, so when some people try to talk to me and they come into the office and I'm one wording them or have the mm. door shut, it's not because I'm trying to be a jerk. Uh, it's just because I'm trying to get everything done and get home at a reasonable hour so I can enjoy some kind of, you know, uh, real life uh, away from radio. Life conversation. You yeah. want your wife to be happy too, right? Absolutely. What do they say, Lloyd? So you, you try happy to make that life. happen. <laughs> That's happy right. Life. That's yes. right. All right. So, so listen, here's the part where I get to be intimidated a little bit. And look, I, I've been doing this podcast thing for a while, but I've been listening to your podcast. It's really fun. Now, you talk to some pretty famous people regularly. Tell us how your Celebrity Jobber podcast came to be. Oh, man. Um, my friend Gentry Thomas, who oh. is a former guest on your show. Love that um, guy. So do I. And he's changed my life. And not only do I love him, I mean, I, he's one of the three people that I would loan money to and never expect to get it back. If uh, if he no questions asked, you know, you don't have that many people in your life like that. At least I know mm. he's one of them. Uh, he was my producer on Zito and Garrett for a lot of years. Uh, he's always oh. been tinkering. Yeah, he was my producer for many years. Um, That's a good producer to have. The best, the best, yeah. literally. So, uh, you know, he was always tinkering around with like internet radio. It's like, as far as I can remember, he had this like little uh, app before radio stations even had, um, you know, station apps. He had one yeah. for his, interst- his, his internet radio station, Muddy Country. Yeah. And he met somebody who had a connection to Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, And they said, uh, you know, uh, Shaq would love to have his own radio station. And like, it's, it's a long story, but at the end of the story, he connects with Shaq and they have a radio station and a partnership together. Shaq Fu Fu radio. I mean, so there's that, that happened to him. And then, you know, the podcast Shaq's podcast, um, you know, Gentry was figuring that he could just put it on his own network mm-hmm. and he's getting all these, you know, 
he's getting all these people downloading Shaq's app because it's Shaq. I mean, for God's sakes. So he tells me, he goes, I want you to do a podcast for me. And I just said, I don't have the time. Now, Lloyd, I've been messing around with podcasts for years. I I would think I'm one of the earliest people to start doing this, but never stuck with it. Um, Just didn't didn't see it going anywhere. Maybe had a few hundred downloads. Um, Just didn't really see anything happening with it. So, uh, you know, I was discouraged, but he was asking me nonstop. I need you. I figured it out. We can do this. I've got my own network. We got Shaq behind us. And, you know, I just, he was telling me, like, he just meant it. Like, and he, he really felt like he had something figured out. And um, I said, look, I'll, I'll, I'll do like, you know, he said, look, let's just do like 12 of them, right? To 12 episodes and we'll see if there's any traction on it. If there's no traction on it, whatever, just bail. Uh, but if they're, you know, and I'll help you, I'll help you produce it. I'll help you do this. I'll help you do that. So he talked me into it and I was like, okay, I'll do 12 of them for you and we'll see where it goes. Well, it went, um, I I can't believe it, but I think a lot of the reason it went was because Gentry is a marketing genius and he's pretty smart. He is. Yeah. You know, he's one of those radio people that, that say you have to. Uh, market your product. You know, we're asking for advertisers to market with, with us radio station, but the radio station doesn't usually like to market outside of the radio station. So he gets that and understands that. And um, the concept that we put together seemed like it was relatable. It worked. And uh, 12,000 subscribers later and a, a half a million downloads in the month of May. I mean, here we are mm. talking about a podcast. It's it's unbelievable, and I'm I'm just I'm lucky because I didn't well, really want to do it. And look, I think it's interesting to bring Gentry up again in this respect. You and I had a brief conversation before we started this podcast recording, and we talked about radio and innovation and how difficult it is to find innovation. And yet, there's that guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy is an innovator. That's what he is. And it's really incredible. And you want that to catch fire in a bunch of parts of radio, which it hasn't. But you see him and you're like, oh, my God, there it is. You know, you talk about reinventing AM radio, stuff like that. Well, hello. It takes some kind of bold innovation, correct? He's, He's an innovator. He's a disruptor. Yes. He is a guy I would never, ever think would turn into this guy because the gentry that I know was just this laid back. Whatever happens, happens, never gets upset, yeah. never get. And this guy has um, he's inspired me to the point of this you know, podcast has kind of ignited my uh, passion for the long form of of radio again. and. Um, yeah, he's this this guy was really, you know, and think about this too, Lloyd, you know, when somebody gets successful, yeah. um, how often do they call up their, their old friends and say, Hey, I'm successful. You want to c- jump on the ride with me? You know what I mean? Like, how well, that, but, does that look, happen? I, I want to say this about him too, because I don't want you to miss this. A lot of people will do the self-deprecation thing. I see why he want to come after you. He had those experiences with you. He knows about your gifts and talents. I would love to think that I would do that too. You know, I well, mean, you know, I, I don't know what happened. I think we have a lot of, uh, we're just great friends, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that it starts with that and trust and it just happened, you know, and things is huge. It is. I think I, I really think it is. And I still operate on a handshake with him. Uh, that's, that's our deal. And, and some people would say to me that that's kind of foolish and, and they're right. It might be, but my friendship with him is more important than the success of this podcast. So that's how I operate. And people say it's wrong. Um, and it's just not the smartest way to go, but for me, knock on wood, it's, it's worked out for me so far. 
let me tell you something that's not wrong for everybody and especially the greatest people. I'm going to put that out there. So listen, uh, when you get to be on our podcast, if that's a thing, okay, it, it, it's really kind of a free and easy dialogue. It's There's no stress to it until we get to the, I, I call this the question that involves the payment where you have to pay for your appearance and you have to pay because we asked the hardest question. Nobody knows the future. Please note, Jeff, that I've let you off the hook there. But what do you think the future of radio will be? Or if you could choose, what do you think you'd like to see radio evolve into in the next three to five years? Um, I often think about it. Um, I mentioned earlier to you off off the air on this podcast that I had somebody just really upset me with their answer because I asked that question to a lot of great people. And I, I know a higher up in the business and I asked him the same question. What do you think we're, we need to do? What do you, where do you think it's going? And his response to me was, I couldn't care less. Um, I'm going to retire soon. My, um, let somebody, let the next guy figure it out. I did my time and it took the wind out of my sails um, yeah. as just a lover of the business. And it just, it really, I can't tell you how much it bothered me and still bothers me to this day. So I'm going to start off with that. Now to answer the question, there's a couple different things I believe need to happen. The first thing is the overnight DJ needs to come back in a voice track capacity. Um, at least. It, at least. That was the first problem with not getting any younger talent on the air. That's why all the guys that are on the radio right now are 45 years old. There's nobody younger because there's no farm you know, system for, for those guys anymore. So how do you expect us to get 18 to 24 year old numbers? There's no 24 year old people. How about this? How do you have a radio station that targets a younger demo and the average age of the person on your radio station is 58? Yeah. They're relatable to those, that demo. Come on. wrong with that. I mean, it's, they may not know, right. It it just seems like too easy, right? Like it, like some of these things that we're talking about, it's just like, well, yeah, that's that doesn't make sense. It's like, well, why why aren't things changing? Um, so I definitely think there's some podcasters out there, some younger people that are great communicators. We need to do a better job of luring them into radio and showing them the passion of of broadcasting. I think the other which thing I think which I think a lot of them would like to do, by the way. I do too. Yeah. I, I mean it's fun. Um mm-hmm. and it's and it's also good if there's an emergency. I mean, we're 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 here to help. We're public service. I mean, feels good helping out in a hurricane. It feels good when people are crying and say, "I lost power. Uh, this happened. I was in a hurricane. I lost my house. You guys were there." I mean, man, that's that's big. You know, I, I I've been through that right. many times, and it's it yeah. never leaves me. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, we've We've got to um, we've got to know just that this business has changed. We have to yes. accept the fact that we have to adapt and there's more there's more options. We mentioned that earlier. There's more options out there. Radio's not dying. There's just more options because of technology. So, like, let's get some younger people on here. Realize that there's more options and um, just be creative and and continue to engage and give people that other option. Um, I, also, I also would say this to you that, you know, always like to tell the story of the Procter and Gamble president that became president of the company. And then the first thing he did at the first meetings, he said, what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of research and development and advertising promotion. And we're going to, going to, we're going to cross promote all of our brands on the other brands. Mm. And, and you know what would happen next? They would fire him at Procter and Gamble. <laughs> Like at the meeting or right after the meeting, they would call another meeting that would just be him and HR as he made his exit because they don't do that kind of stuff. Only in the radio business do we go, well, you know, our marketing is on the air. No, it isn't. No. That's only for the people who are already at the party. So, Jeff, look, you're a guy that understands 
going outside the party to get more people to come to the party. And I want to thank you for spending this time with us as our guest on our podcast. I'm honored uh, for the invitation and, and I, I, I can't tell you how much it means to me. Thank you so much for being interested and, um, I hope I didn't disappoint you. <laughs> Not at all. In fact, I would say this. If you were listening to my words right now as I talk to you and you didn't learn anything from this podcast, you need to go back and listen again because there's at least five really important things in there to help you in your career. Look, please don't take for granted what we're doing here and help us by sharing this episode from our website at RainmakerPathway.com. You can do it anywhere. It's in the free blog section. Of course, you can share it with others who are interested in growing their career in radio and audio. This episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is designed just like the other 100 plus episodes in our archive to encourage radio pros at all levels. We want to thank our special guest today, Jeff Zito, who, by the way, is absolutely freakishly awesome. If you get an opportunity to listen to him uh, in Tampa, uh, WPBB, of course, he is the APD there. And also, uh, he is the program director of WRXK in Fort Myers and the host of Celebrity Jobber Podcast. So go get that, too. You'll you'll enjoy that. You won't believe his guest. It's really incredible. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which uh, will be available in minutes after we record it. It happens every Sunday. And of course, JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in radio and audio. Subscribe for free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. I say that to people because a lot of people listen to us uh, the first couple of times through our social media shares. Please remember this. If you don't remember anything from this podcast event, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the radio rally with the encouragers. Now go make it a great week in radio.